Wake up, world. You are now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here at the PacWest Center in downtown Portland, which is the home of 1029 and 750 The Game, which is also the home of the Justin and Devon Show. 9 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday. Tune in, because I know you don't get enough of me here on this podcast, but uh, keep tuning into this podcast as well, though, as we are on iTunes. Just subscribe at Wake Up and Win with Devon Pouncey. You can subscribe on SoundCloud as well. Um, be sure I'm going to start sending the reminders out again now, Rod, to make sure that they know that they have a podcast app on their home screen. Let them know. If you got an <laughs> iPhone, go to the podcast app, type in Wake Up and Win with Devon Pounds. If it's, you type in Wake Up and Win, it'll pop up. It's, it's only right. It's only right. So, yeah, y'all make sure that y'all subscribe to this podcast because uh, we only leave you with the best content, the latest and greatest content um, as we continue this podcast journey. And we've been getting a lot of great feedback on the podcast as well, too. So y'all make sure y'all tune in. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Your mama, your mama's mama, your baby mama. It don't matter. Just tell them to subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell them to subscribe to the podcast. But uh, so today, as y'all know, Rod is back in here with me. And uh, we first off want to send out our well wishes to the city of Houston. Definitely. We're praying uh, for Houston. Yeah, definitely praying for Houston. Uh, many of you may know about the crazy hurricane going on out there. But what I am liking is that there's a lot of people stepping up. A lot of athletes stepping up. A lot of athletes. You got J.J. Watt. I think he raised about $10 million already. Right. We got Chris Paul, James Harden, the whole Houston Rockets organization. Yeah. The owner, the owner made sure that they dished out a lot to the city, the definitely. Texans. Um, Kevin Hart. Yep, Kevin Hart doing his thing. Kevin Hart did a challenge. He's got a lot of um, athletes and uh, entertainers Trey, involved. Trey the Truth, he's a rapper. He's uh, he's riding out on boats rescuing people. And one of the people he rescued actually was Jonathan Simmons, formerly of the San Antonio Spurs. He's on the Magic now. Wow. And he's he also got rescued by the rapper. Trey the Truth. Trey the Truth. Shout out to Trey the Truth as well. And shout out to all of us small people that's donating $10 here, $10 there as well. Can't forget about us small people. We may not have the millions and the thousands and all that, but everything helps when it comes to helping out those people in Houston and that city of Houston. I couldn't imagine going through a hurricane, but being from California like I am, we we don't deal with it as often. They deal with hurricanes a lot more in the South than we deal with earthquakes, but still... California is a is just a earthquake waiting to happen. Man, it, and, when it happens, it, it's yeah, going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to put nothing in the atmosphere out there it's or anything already out like there. that. It, yeah, I mean, everybody knows. Everybody knows, but still, I'm not trying to speak right, it into yeah, existence. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? But if it happened, it wasn't because I spoke it into existence. I'll tell you <laughs> it that It ain't much. your fault. Huh? <laughs> it ain't my fault at all. So I definitely just wanted to make sure we started off the show sending our prayers out to Houston and the people of Houston because, uh, yeah. It's, that's that's some tough stuff to be going through. Losing all your belongings, your belongings, your valuables. Some people losing their life, having to get rescued, having to go through all that. It's just a hassle, you know what I mean? Definitely, and, definitely. And it's definitely uh, worth being talked about. And like I said, I'm I'm happy to see as many athletes, entertainers, small people like us, you know what I mean, what, being willing to go out and donate however you can donate because it's definitely well worth it. But uh, now that we got that out the way, because it was only right to uh, start off with that, LaMelo Ball. Oh, my. First high school basketball player. Came out with some shoes today, Rod. How much they cost, P? Uh, what is it? Three, th- 300, 300 something. Hold on. 
Three ninety five. That costs four hundred dollars. Three ninety five. Now that five dollars count. That five dollar count, but <laughs> so Lamelo Ball came out with some shoes. They cost three hundred ninety five dollars. They look a lot better than his O twos, in my opinion. I will say that I think that his shoes look way better than Lonzo's shoes. You know, I have a question for Levar. Go ahead. How come um, he's skipping his middle son like that? You know, I feel like the middle son. Look, I don't even know his name right now. I just think uh, Leangelo. Leangelo. There we go. I just think Leangelo is a little bit different. Like, you don't have to treat all your kids the same because all your kids aren't the same. You can't treat them all the same. You can't treat them all the same because they're all different. And that's why I think, like, Leangelo, although he doesn't have a shoe out, like, LaMelo is young. LaMelo's still in high school. I think some of it was a timing thing. You know, Leangelo is getting ready to go to UCLA. Like, Leangelo is good. But I just feel like LaMelo is is the youngin. He 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 likes being a little bit more out there. By default, Lonzo is out there because cuz I think I, I truly think Lonzo is a lot more reserved too. He is. He is. Like but he's Lonzo, just really good. He's just really good. He's the best one. At least right, right now he's the best one until LiAngelo or probably LaMelo prove otherwise, but Lonzo just is like the number two pick in the draft going to the Lakers. Like he right. was one of the most, he was the most well-known college athlete in NCAA basketball last right, season. Right. So he just happened to be really, really good. I just think Leangelo seems more reserved. I mean, even if you watch like when Lonzo, I mean, when uh, LeVar was on the WWE. Right. Like yeah. it was Lonzo and LaMelo there. Leangelo wasn't there. So I don't think it's that he's being treated like a stepchild or anything of that sort. I just think, although they do say the middle child is usually the forgotten one, but even still, I just think that is, you know, he's he's just different. And you think marketable have anything to do with it? Because if you look at LaMelo, he looks like that. The new generation. That's how they look. They got the, the little I, dye in their hair. I, I get and, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I don't think so. I think Leangelo is marketable too. But I think it's all about how you want to market yourself. LaMelo markets himself as well. Although LeVar is the one who's the head honcho in marketing that family, right. Lonzo being so good markets himself. Yeah, just exactly. because of how good Lonzo right, right. doesn't say crazy stuff. Lonzo doesn't like he's not yeah. super out there. He's pretty reserved he is, as he an is. athlete. Lonzo isn't a he's not talking a bunch of crap on the court like Lonzo is even kill. Like he's always even kill. He, he he's always got a straight face for right. the most part. Yeah. He talks monotone like Lon- LaMelo is the young kind of out there one. Like I said, I just think Leangelo doesn't even attempt to market himself that way. LaMelo's young. He's going to market himself. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And when you score 90 points in a, in a high school game. That markets you too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but like I said, I just think it's more, it's just a difference in who they all are as kids. And I don't see anything wrong with it. But it's interesting because I wonder what a lot of parents think about this. What I'm going to ask you, hypothetically speaking, what if you had kids in high school or even middle school? And they came home and they said, I want to buy LaMelo Ball shoes. Another kid who is in high school or middle school for Christmas, per se, for Christmas. Would you do it? Would you allow, would you buy it for him for Christmas? I'm not buying my kids $400 shoes. <laughs> I'm going to start that <laughs> off right now. You're not getting $400 shoes. All right. But, I mean, it, it's it's one of them where if if you start off, if you don't start off high enough, you aim it too, too low. You right. know what I mean? So, like. If they can get people to sell out with them four hundred dollars shoes, why not do it? But I mean, on another token, too, 
if this is a high school shoe, it's a, it's a basketball shoe, you cannot start off having your shoes cost more than somebody that's established as far as like Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. But why not? It, it's, it's not that you can't. It's just that the people that are normally, you know, that's going to buy it or, or that you're a fan of you or is less fortunate people. Here's the thing, and I, I, I've said this before. I'm always for helping out the less fortunate. I, I definitely am. I'm all about helping out the less fortunate, giving back. I, I commend that more than I commend somebody selling a high schooler selling $400 shoes. I got a lot more respect for somebody that's willing to give back to urban communities and inner cities or any whatever, if it's a foundation, if, right, it, right. if it's donating to illnesses, whatever the case may be. I am... I commend that a whole lot more than I commend what it is that the Ball family is doing. But although I do commend, you know, giving back and helping out more than I do, I guess taxing, you know what I mean? Because he's taxing people right now with these $400 shoes. What I do commend the Ball family for is that they aren't limiting, limiting their value. That's why I go both both sides. So like, it's I like, definitely feel what he's doing. Yeah, it's just you know I'm both sides. I like what he's doing for the for the black community. He's he's giving us a platform to where we can go be our own person and be our own business and start off somewhere where we don't have to use the standard. Right. But I also feel for the people that feel like it's a basketball shoe. I just feel like everybody has a role, and I feel like they've taken on the role of. We're going to do this. We're going to do the unthinkable, and we're not going to do it the way that anybody would expect us to do it. Right. And that's what I love about them is, like, we talk about it often, like, they're pushing the culture forward. If I'm for athletes making more money in the NBA, I mean, it, I, I'm for <clears throat> when LeBron James came out and said it shouldn't even be a salary cap in the NBA, I was all for that. When when Richard Sherman comes out saying that, uh, NBA players should, you know, I mean, NFL players should get guaranteed contracts. I'm all for that. So being that I'm for athletes making more money, I am also for LaMelo Ball making more money or Alonzo Ball making more money or the big baller brand making more money. I'm not going to hate on them or be mad at them because they're attempting to make more money. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. I do, like I said before, I do still also commend Somebody like a Shaq who will sell his shoes for dirt cheap at Walmart, but more kids now have shoes. Like, I respect that. But you just, I just can't knock them for trying to make the most amount of money that they possibly can make. And I, I really do, like, you said it before. They're not targeting the less fortunate because no, they're not less fortunate. They're not. They didn't come up that way. No, they, so, they got nice house. They live in Chino Hills. They're from Chino Hills. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> they targeting the people like Jay-Z. Right. Or, or like somebody like, I don't know, LeBron James kids. I don't know anybody. You're right. And, and that's the thing. Like, And you got people like Jay-Z who's come out and said, I bought three pairs of those shoes. Exactly. Why? Because Jay-Z can afford those three pairs of shoes. Why? Because obviously he's famous and successful but ultimately he's rich and his name holds a lot more weight because of the amount of money he makes and the amount that he's worth rather than if he was just some young rapper out the street exactly it's exactly. A, it could be a young rapper out the street that could say stuff of a whole lot more value than jay-z but it's not going to be held at the same respect as jay-z because what jay-z has already done in the game and quite frankly how much money it is that jay-z has so people are going to listen to jay-z before they listen to the young street rapper that has 
resume to you oh, yeah, who may definitely. have more to say. Right. And so and so it's like when you're LaVar Ball or you're Lonzo or in this case LaMelo Ball, a high schooler selling some shoes, you want your target target audience to be Jay-Z. If you can get Jay-Z talking about you, Jay-Z is going to be able to get everybody else talking about it. Right. So I like it's I I under, it's a game that they're playing, man. It's an, it's, and, and they it's winning. And, and they winning. And they're winning and here's the thing, I I truly think by the time things all settle in, let's say by the time LaMelo becomes an NBA player, his shoes will be worth less. Right now, it's all still marketing. We haven't even seen Lonzo play an NBA game yet. We haven't seen LaMelo right. play a college game yet. We haven't seen LiAngelo play a college game yet. Just because they're out there and they're known already right now doesn't mean that they have more to do exactly. to get where they ultimately want to be or to push the culture forward, which is what their ultimate goal is. Like, they haven't played a game yet, and quite frankly, that could playing a game could hurt them or it can help them. Yeah, it's going to go one way or the other. But since it hasn't happened yet, you've got to play the game that you're playing right now to get more and more people talking exactly. about you all. And so right now, that's what they're doing. They got the Jay-Z's talking about them and understanding what their movement is and what it is that they're trying to push. So, like I said, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm not going to buy them. It's, it's our choice to buy them. As consumers, exactly. as consumers, it's our choice to say, you know what, I'm going to go buy those $395 pair of shoes. And I will say it's wrong to, to to talk down on them because you don't have to buy them. You don't. There's nobody saying <laughs> you have up, to buy it's them. It's up to the consumer. Right, exactly. So so that's my thing is like we're acting like we're forced to buy his shoes because it's his shoes. Like I said, if you got a young kid that wants to buy their shoes, I'm not buying my kids kids their shoes. So it's like what like you just might have to break the kid's heart. Like, and I'm right, not saying right. that to be mean at all. I'm a father. But what I'm saying is, is like you, it may be a lesson you have to teach your kid. Like, you know what? Mommy and daddy can't quite afford that right now. Right. And they may not understand it until later on in life. That may be the motivation for them to later on in life, get some money. <laughs> I well, mean, it's all, it's so many different kind of ways that you can look at it. But. It's more good out of it than it is bad because this, more than it just being, they not, they set in a tone. You feel me? They can also be setting the tone that you can be in high school and have your own signature shoe. Absolutely. I watch, I'm into like Gary V. I watch Gary V all the time. And Gary V often talks about young kids and how they can make money and just being able to go to the Dollar Tree, go buy some items for the Dollar Tree, go sell them online, go sell them on Amazon or eBay or whatever the case they it may be, that you can start making money as early as you possibly want. Go get some allowance money. Go buy something from there, from the Dollar Tree. Upload it online for its actual value because the Dollar Tree obviously has, has good deals because everything's a dollar. Even right. if it's supposedly <clears throat> worth more than a dollar, even if the market value is worth more than a dollar, when you go to the Dollar Tree, you're spending a dollar for whatever product it is that you want. Exactly. And and I respect him a lot, and, and, and that's something that I want to instill. And, and to the youth and into younger people on how to do that because it's something that I quite frankly didn't do, not to the magnitude that he said it. And it's something, quite frankly, that I probably still can do right now if I right, just yeah. put the time into it to do it. But it's like in the case of LaMelo, he he's using his platform and what it is that he has, which is – which is his skill set, which is his family, his older brothers who are really good players, which is his crazy dad. He's <laughs> using what it is to his advantage to exactly. be able to hustle and get money. And it's like if you want to push the, the culture forward, we've got to support what he's doing. Like I said, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to consume it. 
Right. But 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 you don't have to knock him for it. Yeah, don't knock him. It, it, it's a saying, you know what they say, don't knock anybody's hustle. Don't knock, exactly, exactly. Don't, don't do it. Don't knock anybody's hustle. So it's like this young kid is hustling, this family is hustling, and ultimately they're trying to do it to help push the culture forward. People may be able to look at it as selfish right now because they're the ones doing it. It's easy to talk down on what somebody's doing when you're not the one doing, especially when it's out the ordinary. Right. Like, it's easy to say that, oh, they tripping, oh, they shoes is too expensive, oh, this, all that. It's easy to say that because you're not the one doing it or maybe because your beliefs may be a little bit different. Like I said, when you got some of these athletes who are from the inner city and want to give back more and don't want their stuff to be crazy expensive, they may take a different a different approach when it comes mm-hmm. to selling their product. Right. But when right. you have some people understand that these people just come from a little bit of a different background. These kids were privileged growing up and they're really good basketball players, but they're still looking out. They want other kids of their skin color. They want other kids that are a part of the same culture that they are to be able to say that one day they can do the same thing. That's exactly. trendsetters. Trendsetters always are usually until people see that it works. That's when everybody wants to hop on the bandwagon exactly. and act like they've been a part of it. But when a trendsetter first sets out to do what it is that they do, they always get criticized. And that's why I said I love what it is that they're doing as much as they may get criticized about it. And sometimes rightfully so. They're not always right. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying that they're always right. But as much as they get criticized about it, they still go on and do what they do, even if it's LaMelo selling some $395 pair of shoes. And you know what they say, the most successful people when they was presenting their ideas to people when they first started off they was crazy to them yeah that idea is crazy steve jobs dropped out of uh, college the first thing people were saying you're crazy why are you dropping out of college when it comes to change or when it comes to anything out of the norm it makes people uncomfortable and people are, are so used to being comfortable it's easy to be comfortable. Yeah. It's hard to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, though. and that's what it is. They're doing something. They're acting comfortable while they do it, absolutely, but they're doing something that not many other people were comfortable doing or exactly. else other people would have already done this. They're trendsetting right now. They're the first ones going out to do this as a family. So, like I said, I, I'm not buying no four, no $395 pair of LaMelo Ball shoes, but quite frankly, if I could truly afford it, and it wouldn't be an issue to me, and it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't right. taking no food out of my family's mouth. I would buy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, real. T- and I actually like the shoes. I like them a lot more than I, the Zoe I like 2s. the colorway. Yeah. They got a nice little colorway. The, I actually the, could the wear those. The Zo 2 Yeah, the Zo 2s. Yeah, they, yeah, LaMelo shoes is actually killing the Zo 2s. Yeah. yeah, no, they're killing them. I don't know how comfortable they are. I don't know when people are going to start receiving these shoes because Jay-Z said he still hadn't received his Zo 2s yet. It's, it's a few people that said Oh, it. yeah. I mean, they, they, haven't, they haven't sent them out yet, but people yeah. have pre-ordered them, but... These shoes is actually kind of nice, though. Yeah, you can wear them. I can, I can see them on the court. The, the Zo2s, the Zos, I don't know. Yeah. I, I probably so, wouldn't wear them. So I respect it, man. And like I said, that young kid, do your thing, LaMelo. Hey, like do if it. It, 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 it. And here's the thing. People are going to buy them. Yeah, they are. People are going to buy those shoes. <laughs> There's people out there that are going to buy those shoes. So don't, don't think that the guy's shoes aren't going to get bought because people are going to buy that young kid's shoes. And I'm not mad at him for it because, like I said, if I can afford, I actually like the shoes. They're just not worth 
what I can afford. That's not saying I can't go out and just buy them right now on the spot if I didn't want to, but I'm not going to because right. I, yeah. I, I got other things that I'd rather spend my money on, and it's my choice as a consumer on where I, and it's my money that I work hard for to earn to decide where I want to spend my money at. And money is not the only way you can show support. Absolutely not. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like I said, if you can show support monetarily, it definitely holds some weight. You know what I mean? Like exactly. if you can support whatever monetarily is no denying the fact that money holds weight in whatever it is that you do. But it's definitely not the only way to be able to show support. And like I, like I said, it, it's the it's the deal where they say um, if you don't have anything nice to say, that don't say it at all. Now, believe me when I say I don't live by that. I'm a radio host. I talk <laughs> you gotta, three hours a day, you gotta say what five you gotta days say. a week. I got to say what I got to say. I got to say what I feel. And quite frankly, if it isn't nice, so sorry, but I'm going to say it anyway. Exactly. But, but even with that being said, what I'm what I'm ultimately getting at now for in this case, I actually do have something nice to say. But in this case, we don't have to bash him because we can't afford them. We don't have to bash him because he's doing something out of the ordinary. Exactly. We don't have to bash him because we would do something different. He doesn't have to be bashed for all that. So that's what I ultimately mean when I say that, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, because you can hurt his value by bashing him rather than letting them live it out and have some value by maybe even speaking. Sometimes words could carry you a long way. Just say something nice about See, it. You don't have to buy it. And I want to challenge our viewers. I want to challenge L- them. Listeners, we don't have viewers oh, yet. Yeah. But listeners, we're going to get a YouTube listeners. channel soon. We're getting it. We're working on it. <laughs> the, the YouTube <laughs> channel is up. We're working on it, the camera and all of that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But look, this is what I want to challenge the listeners. Instead of when you look at something, if it's on the internet, if it's a person you see walking down the street, instead of the first thought looking at what's wrong and judging them, think about something nice to say about them. Just to, just to, the first thought you think of, try to make it a nice thought. Yeah. And watch how good your day goes. Especially in this political climate. Exactly. We need more nice things we, to we be need, I'll be on the internet. It's a lot of hate on the internet. It's a lot. And I'm like, this is crazy. It's like, a lot. We can't find nothing nice to say. People react more to the hate on the Internet than they do the good on the Internet, which is absolutely a problem. But it's how things work. It's how things work. And so uh, a little bit later on, we're going to get into the Mayweather McGregor deal. It's kind of old now. It's kind of old. And it was kind of exactly how everybody thought it was going to go. Yeah, it's kind of old now. I mean, that fight just happened over the weekend. It's not even a week going, but news moves so fast and it's so on demand. Yeah. Like, should we even talk about that anymore? We're going to, but, like, should we? I mean, yeah, I guess it's over with, but we're going to talk about it. All right, we'll talk about it. But right now, I want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. They received a $500,000 fine for violating the league's anti-tampering rule. So basically what happened was it was being put out there, the Pacers put it out there that Magic Johnson, who's the president of basketball operations, was in talks or in cahoots with Paul George. Right. We all know when Paul George demanded that trade, he ultimately, or he didn't even demand a trade. Paul George just said that once his contract ended after this upcoming season that he was going to be leaving the Indiana Pacers and that he wanted to play for the Lakers. He's from LA. It's the Lakers. And then obviously you got Magic Johnson, who's the president of basketball operations, who's one of the greatest NBA players of all time, who knows all these athletes. So they are willing to talk to Magic Johnson about anything. 
They're willing. Magic Johnson is somebody they may have looked up to during their childhood. Magic Johnson is a great that paved the way for them to be able to do what it is that they're doing in the NBA right now. Exactly. But it's pretty interesting because I understand Magic's position and one thing Magic's gonna have to understand, is, and and I know I'm not telling Magic nothing that he already know that he doesn't already know, because Magic has been a businessman and all that good stuff for quite some time. Hasn't been a president of basketball operations for quite some time though. Right. But Magic is in a position to where he can't tamper with these players as these players tamper with each other. Because these players, we're seeing right now, we're seeing super teams be created amongst these players. We're seeing players being able to demand trades. You don't even have to have your contract be up anymore to be able to have some power in what it is that you want to do with your career. Kyrie Irving being a perfect example of that. It's you got social media. You got it's so many more ways for these players to talk and communicate with each other now rather than they did exactly. a decade ago or a couple decades ago and so on and so on. And it's interesting because I feel like Magic still has a player's mentality. He, it, it, he's new to it, and it's hard, especially when you're, you're president of operations with the uh, the Lakers who are kind of struggling it during these years. Yeah, they are. And you have a, a superstar come out and say he wants to go play for you? But I think but I think what the problem was, he was already talking to Paul George before Paul George oh, came out and said it. before he that. came out and said it, huh? But it's like, because it's magic. I'm it's sure magic. magic talks to and these athletes. And he holds that respect. Like, all the NBA players respect him. And if he wants to talk to them, they're going to talk to him. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, is I mean, I, uh, the rules is one thing, but what I'm saying is should the rules be changed in the NBA? I mean, I think so. I think the rules should be changed. I feel like they're saying that maybe it's not fair because some pe- some pl- uh, presidents can do that. You know, Magic has a, probably up one on every president. Yeah, because he's in, Magic. Exactly. So I mean, but whose fault is that? It's not his fault. And that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I understand both sides of the game with this one because I understand like. If I'm the Lakers, just like you want to get the best players on your team, you want to get the best people on your staff. You want to get the best coach. You want to get the best possible president of basketball operations. Right. You want to get the best. If you're an owner, everything you want to do is the best because ultimately the best is going to give you the best chance to win. And exactly. that's what it's all about is winning. But I also understand that magic. You have to know and understand the position that you hold. These guys are getting paid a decent enough amount of money to where something can be said about that. Now, I even have a little bit of – I have a even harder of a time with college recruiting and how that all goes and works out right. more so than I do with the NBA because not only is the staff being paid, but the players are too. College, yeah, you're getting it. Everybody's grateful to get a full-ride scholarship in college. Everybody's grateful to be able to do that. But the amount of work that these kids put in and the amount of money that they're making for their schools or for the NCAA, they should be receiving a little bit more than what it is that they receive at the college level. In the NBA, these guys are getting paid pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I would, so, I would say so. <laughs> I would say they're getting paid. I mean, just I got a, I got a hunch that they're getting paid pretty good in the NBA. And being Magic Johnson – Although it's going to be hard because these players can relate to you, you can relate to these players, and you are working for an organization that's struggling and you want to prove yourself and what it is that you do, 
If I'm Magic, you got to be a little bit smarter in your approach. You definitely got to be a little bit smarter. I just don't think Magic was smart enough in his approach. And like I said, it's easier said than done. Social media, events, you can see the, you can see these guys anywhere at a foundation event. Not to a, mention, Paul George is from the L.A. He's area. from L.A. You know what I mean? It's so many, like, it's so hard, which is why I also understand that the rules should be changed. It's just hard to not have... These guys, these players, these staff members, it's hard to keep them from being social with each other. And we live in an era where uh, NBA players are very friendly and friends and off the court. Because they got social media. Yeah, social media. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, you only saw guys when you played against them. Right. Today, you can see what guys are doing every single day. And you can be able to comment and respond and say if what they're doing is tight or isn't tight or you can, like it's social media oh, now. I'm gonna be here tonight. You, exactly, here. you know yeah. where the cracking places exactly. are. You know what's gonna be lit. Like you know all of that. So you wouldn't know that if it's an event going on in Seattle and I'm in Portland or anywhere else. I don't know what's going on in Seattle 20 years ago. Unless somebody gets on the phone and calls me, which is probably not going to happen. Exactly. But I could know that it's going to be a big event in Seattle tonight or tomorrow just off of an Instagram post or a tweet or right. anything. So it's like, so what if I'm just randomly happen to be in Seattle at that time? Oh, this going on tonight? Oh, okay, let's go there. Yeah. Let me call my folks and call so-and-so and let me call Magic and let it, like, I mean, it, could, it, it even, could work out that easy. You even see this, like, in Vegas. We've seen LeBron, Derrick Rose, Ru Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul uh, work out together. Right. That could have, I don't know how it happened, but it could have easily been two of them was working out. They said we about to work out. The other two people seen it. Look, I saw LeBron James before he went and, and, and turned it. Well, he's already a megastar. Before he went and had the crazy open gym sessions at UCLA. I remember LeBron James tweeting out um, that he was going back to California. It was after they were hooping in New York. Uh -huh. They went and hooped in New York, hoodie mellow, all that good stuff. Right. And LeBron James tweeted out that he was going back to Cali because he wanted – first LeBron James said he was itching to get some run. Yeah. He went and flew to New York and went and hooped with hoodie mellow and all those guys. Then after that – he tweeted out, all right, I'm going back to California, but I need more run. C.J. McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers responded to his tweet saying, let me know where you hooping out in Cali, and basically I'm going to come out there and hoop with you. I don't know if LeBron James ever ended up hitting him back and letting him know, but it's that easy, though, to right, like, oh, yeah. I, I know LeBron's going to be hooping in California this week. Let me hit him up and let me know where he's getting some run in that I'll fly out there. I got a $100 million contract. It's nothing yeah. for me to hop on a flight and come out there and go hoop with him. It's that Easy these days. That easy. It's that easy. You don't these have days. to have a number. You don't have to know their number. You don't have to know their number. You could just tweet them. Snapchat. Snapchat. I, I mean, people. I Snapchat, and I still don't have their number. And we talk every day on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. So it's like that rule is going to be harder to keep intact with the way that guys could communicate, players could communicate. But Magic does still have to understand what position he's in as a president of basketball operations, more so than who he is as a legend of the NBA. Exactly. So that's all I'm saying with Magic. So it's definitely two sides of the game. He's got to understand what it is that he's doing, but he's also like in an era where it's going to get harder it's and tough. harder it's tough. to not tamper. Not to mention, like we've always been saying this whole time, he's Magic. He's Magic. It's, it's going to be hard for him.
It's going to be hard. And, and, and like I said, he's not going to be the first. He may be one of the f- first. Few. I haven't really heard of too many uh, tampering fines being so let me put ask you out this. there. You think it has anything to do with the Lakers? Because I feel like the league be out for the Lakers sometimes. Yeah, yeah. because I think that Magic's not the first person to do this. Yeah. But I think not only it, not only is it the Lakers, but it's Magic. It's Magic, too. It's not just the Lakers, but, I mean, the Lakers, yeah, guys, the league, people are out for the Lakers all the time. The Lakers are the Lakers. You know what I mean? It's L.A. They they won so many championships. It's the Lakers. But it's also magic. It's also magic, too. People know that magic talking to these guys, your regular pres- – here in Portland, we got Neil O'Shea as the president of basketball operations. Oh, I couldn't even put a face on this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> People are going to look up to him, especially you're a, you're an NBA, you're a former NBA player, you're a Hall of Famer, you're an African American. Right. These guys can relate a little bit more to you. You the league is however many percent per, about probably seventy plus percent African American anyway. Right. So you you're an African American. It's it's so much more going in favor for Magic Johnson to be able to recruit these guys and to be able to have Paul George come out and say, you know what. After this year, I'm not coming back to Indiana. Quite frankly, I want to go play in L.A. It's so much easier for him to do that after talking to Magic Johnson than to anybody else. So I definitely think it was somewhat of a Laker thing, but even more so a Magic thing. Like, they go hand in hand. And it could be them letting him know, like, this is how it goes. Yeah. You knew, so we finna show y'all how things go. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, we'll just have to see how that plays out. But the Lakers did get fined $500,000, like I said. They won't put a dent in I, their pocket. It won't put a dent in their pocket at all. But like <laughs> I said, even with that being said, eh, I'm I'm kind of riding the fence. Like I, like I said, I understand how easy it is to communicate now and how hard it is not to be tampering with these guys. But I also understand that Magic Johnson has a position and he has to uphold that when he agreed and decided to uphold that position. He's just got to do what he's got to do as a president of basketball operations. But lastly, we'll talk about the fight. We're going to talk about it. And a lot of people is, uh, you know, they want to yell out, well, well, let's tell the people what happened, actually. Break it down. Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. They fought Saturday night in Las Vegas. Uh, it went what ten rounds? Ten, ten rounds. rounds. It went ten, ten rounds. rounds. Conor McGregor he he held his own for a little bit, and then Floyd gassed him out, and ultimately they had to stop the fight. Did he really hold his own? No, I don't think he did. You know, people love saying it. What really happened was Floyd was playing his game. He knew what game plan he had. I feel like it's a business, so they had to give us a little bit more of a fight than just him beating him up within one or two rounds. You know, a lot of people used to be mad when Mike Tyson knocked the person out in the first ten seconds of the first round. Right. But, you know, they wanted to give the people their money, and he also wanted to switch up his fighting style and walk him down a little bit more and swing a little bit more. But ultimately, Conor McGregor doesn't – I'm not going to say he doesn't belong in boxing, but he doesn't belong in the same boxing ring as Floyd Mayweather. No, I don't think he belongs in boxing, bro. I think he would have had – he would have been worse off fighting one of these younger boxers than Floyd, huh? Then he would have been fighting Cause, Floyd cause Mayweather. You look at Floyd, the whole fight, you can just feel the tone. I was trying to tell people, he's not taking this fight serious right now. Yeah, it's not even just that. It's the type of... Floyd is who he is because he's smart. Like, Conor McGregor is going to... And let's not forget, people, Floyd Mayweather is 40 years old. Conor McGregor is 27. 
Floyd Mayweather has been retired for two for two years. Conor, Mc, he said it like I've been around women, and you know Floyd being Floyd. Floyd likes to be at the strip clubs <laughs> and be around women and do whatever it is that he does. That's his prerogative, not mine. But Floyd is forty. You put McGregor in the ring with one of them young, hungry twenty-seven-year-olds. Yeah. They're going to knock him out fast. They're Quick. going for the knockout. Because Floyd could have knocked him out in the first Floyd could have knocked him out. But, and I will say, I will say this. I do think that, like, early on in the fight, I wouldn't say McGregor held his own, but I think that was the most awkward first at least five rounds of a boxing fight that we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Because McGregor did punch from he took different angles in his approach like his punching style was different he's not a boxer he wasn't your typical boxer i mean he the hammer down punch the hammer and... down punches and the extension of his arm like he didn't even have any power like everybody was talking about oh he might have a puncher's chance he didn't have any power oh, in his no. punches because of how he squared up and he was almost trying to hold mayweather off right and now you don't have nothing to put in any of these punches you're and throwing. you even seeing him switching stances like how he was doing and it yeah, was like it was just awkward very so, awkward so i don't think it really was him holding his own i just think it was an awkward fight it and, was initially awkward and Floyd Mayweather had to figure it out. But one thing I can say about Floyd Mayweather, people talk about him running all the time and people say all that. Floyd Mayweather kept stepping in on McGregor. He kept stepping in on him. Yep. And and ultimately, McGregor got – he did get tired, but that was Floyd Mayweather's game plan. Yeah. Fatigue is a part of sport, if, if anybody didn't know out there that is trying to make an excuse for McGregor because he got tired. If you didn't know as an athlete, fatigue plays a major role, then – Maybe I mean, you should keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention that is don't act like Floyd don't do this every fight. He right. normally starts to fight off kind of lose, not even gonna say losing, but, but kind of so, even, yeah. and then and then he slowly grinds him down, grinds him down, and then take control. He's a smart fighter. He, fatigue is a part of basketball. Fatigue is a part of golf. Fatigue is a part of football. Why you think some teams run a full court press? Why you think the Oregon Ducks were one of the first teams to start running that fast paced no huddle offense? Why do you think that all of these are the case as to why teams have advantages to beat other teams because they want to tire you out? They want to wear you down and take advantage that goes across all sports landscapes nobody wants you to be fresh when they play you they yeah. want to figure out a way to wear you down and give themselves an advantage to beat you and that's what floyd mayweather ultimately did he's a boxer he strategized and he succeeded it wasn't a good fight. It wasn't a. It was entertaining because of, like I said, it was different. I, I like. I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed because, like you said, I think everybody knew it was going to happen, and ultimately it happened. I wasn't disappointed, but I and a lot of people are throwing out. Oh, I respect McGregor for. Get, I mean, okay, he got in the ring and he boxed. He's a fighter. Whoop de doo. But I'm not gonna sit here and give McGregor a whole bunch of credit. No, he's not going to he get did that. Nothing. He, he didn't do anything for me to give him any credit. Yeah, he because he I never at one point in that fight thought, oh snap, McGregor might actually win. This. Some people did though, and they and they that's because they they don't like Floyd. They want to see Floyd lose so bad. That right. Any little thing that McGregor does is, oh look, you seen that? It's I, just dramatic. Did you hear the the announcers? They were so pro McGregor. I've never seen Floyd. Uh, react this way i've never seen him throw that before like yeah, floyd he and floyd is, and i'll even say for floyd floyd is a little bit slower he was not the same floyd and people think because he knocked mcgregor out that 
oh, I've never seen this Floyd before. Believe me when I say this was not the best Floyd Mayweather that we've seen. Oh, because definitely he's, not. Like he, it was some knock. It was some punches that should have connected a long time ago that never connected. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up because obviously we said last week we kind of recapped the fight, and I know we all watched the fight, and uh, yeah, that was that. But ultimately, Floyd did what he does, and McGregor didn't do what he does because McGregor <laughs> lost. McGregor got knocked out. You could blame it on fatigue. Blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on the boogie. Blame it on whatever it is that you want to blame it on. <laughs> but <laughs> he lost. It wasn't even close. He he he, he got what he had coming to him. He got the snot pushed out of him. And I know y'all see yeah, that picture. I saw that picture too. He lost and it was a wrap. So Floyd Mayweather, good job. Conor McGregor, go back to UFC. So that is the end of today's podcast. And uh, Rod, appreciate you for coming back and doing what we do. Much love. And, uh, you know, I can only leave y'all one way, and that is to stay woke and go win.